there's so much room just for genuine people talking about things they're enthusiastic about because true enthusiasm, it, it speaks volumes. If you're a creative person, if you're a baker, a dancer, a photographer, a screenwriter, an actor, a comedian, a podcaster, and you want to figure out how to make a living doing what you love, this is the show. This is the show. Don't keep your day job. My name is Kathy Heller, and I'm a singer-songwriter. I make a living doing what I love, and I want that for you. This is the show that's going to help you do that and give you not only inspiration, but some real-life strategies. This is going to help you figure out how to take your creative passion and turn it into a profit. Thanks to Skillshare for supporting Don't Keep Your Day Job. Skillshare is giving my listeners a one-month free trial of unlimited access to over 17,000 classes. Go to www.skillshare.com slash dreamjob to start your free month today. Thanks, Skillshare. This episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job is brought to you also by Blue Apron. Check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash dreamjob. You're going to love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals from blueapron.com slash dreamjob. Hey guys, it's Kathy Heller. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job. How are you guys? How are you feeling right now? I know that it's so easy to feel overwhelmed and frustrated and defeated and scared sometimes, especially with what's going on in the world. I know that last week was so hard, just so heavy. It's hard to be reminded um, of things that are so painful. It's hard to see some things that are just so... It just shocks and rocks your system. But even without that, you know, just on the day to day, I feel like we're all in a similar struggle. I was at the beach with my kids a few days ago, and throughout the day, I was just aware, I was just noticing what the people around me were sort of talking about, what people were giving off in terms of where they were at. And it didn't matter whether we were passing you know strangers on the boardwalk or whether we were having tea inside this nice hotel overlooking the water everybody we were around was kind of having the same struggle i think at the end of the day we're all looking for meaning we're all looking to have fulfillment we're all looking for great relationships and we're looking to feel a sense of purpose we're looking to wake up every day and be excited about it we're looking to wake up every day and feel like it matters that we're here and we're looking every day to sort of grow and to be the best versions of ourselves. And I, I feel like what happened last week, every day I, I'm thinking this, but whenever I see pain, whenever I see tragedy, it's just another reminder to me that our job, the best thing that we can do with ourselves every single day is to make ourselves the happiest, most fulfilled versions of ourselves and truly truly like what david Sachs said last week he said what does success mean to you he started the episode that people will throw themselves in front of a speeding train to be successful but you ask them to define success and they're 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 stunned they're like what wait what is success to me what does it mean i feel like very often we go through our lives and every single day we're waking up and we are just like checking email and then we're in the grind and we turn around by by Friday and we're like what what happened where did the week go and what did I do and did I like it and why am I in the same habits all the time and am I really getting myself closer to the goal and what is that goal so if the goal is I want to be the happiest version of me what does that mean what is the stuff that you really want to do in this world because I think that purpose is a direct beeline purpose leads to fulfillment and happiness and so I want to see you getting to do the stuff that makes you feel alive and if there's something calling to you I want to help you keep chipping away at that 
But part of it is if you're inspired by what you hear on this episode, if you're inspired by anything any of these guests have said, anything I've said, then we have to do the second part. We have to add the action piece, right? Because inspiration without action doesn't lead to much. But inspiration with action, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's undeniable. You can be unstoppable. You can do so much if you apply some action to what it is that you're feeling when you get inspired. So whenever you're inspired about something, I want you to commit to do one thing and I want you to commit every day to like just keep chipping away at it. So today we're going to talk about how to make a podcast because people keep asking me this and I'm going to share with you my two cents on how to get a podcast off the ground and some strategies and some tools that I think are going to be helpful. But I think that if you stick with us, I think this episode will relate to you and I think it's important to start thinking about um, content and creating content and, and having those wheels turning in your mind. So we're going to talk about how to make a podcast today and um, I truly do believe that Um, We need to hear more voices in the world. We need to hear more voices of kindness and creativity and inspiration and fun and things that feel good. And so it doesn't matter if you want to talk about uh, knitting and it doesn't matter if you want to talk about yo-yos and it doesn't matter if you have a passion for flowers, whatever it is, it's not superfluous. It's, It's not not important. Don't decide that it is because people in the world out there adding their color, adding their light, doing the thing that they love, that just makes a big swirly gorgeous just color, colorful tapestry. And that's what the world needs. It needs more people who themselves can say, at the end of the day, at least I know that the soul inside this person, this one little corner of the world, I'm taking care of this little corner. I'm happy. I'm adding another happy, fulfilled spark to this world. And imagine if every single person, one by one, the lights just started to turn on. People started to shine their color. People started to do their thing. Whatever their delicious, scrumptious thing was, we just have this like beautiful, shiny light bright. We'd have these lights all over the world with different colors, people doing different things. And to me, that's the best thing to do to save the planet. That's the best thing to do. You wanna pour your heart, you wanna pour your action into making the world better. Think about who you are, what you need to do, what lights you up, and go do it. You just need a little amount of light, and it it shows up even in the darkness. And so let's keep lighting those lights. Let's keep doing our thing. We'll talk about podcasting today, and I feel like everybody has a podcast in them. Um, And if podcasting isn't your thing, I think this episode will help get your wheels spinning about maybe another way that you can be creating content, but from a very um, basic perspective of how to be expressed and add your light to the world, I think podcasting is a great way. And if it's not podcasting, it needs to be some other way because from a strategy point of view, from a business point of view, everyone's gotta be creating content. And we can't wait for the opportunities to knock on our door. We've gotta go create them. The audience is there and we just have to start going out and, uh, and, and reaching those people who are just sitting there waiting for us everyone's waiting for us to just show up. So let's get out of our own way. Let's stop telling ourselves we're not enough and let's begin. Okay, so first of all, why is it a good idea to make a podcast? Why is that a good idea? Okay, there's a few reasons. Number one, when you love, love, love something, what whatever it is, whether it's music or it's cooking or it's art, it's writing, it's grammar. I have a friend, Mignon Fogarty, she does an entire show about grammar because she's a grammar nerd. She loves grammar. She loves talking about commas. She loves talking about semicolons. And she found her tribe. She absolutely found her tribe. I was recently on her Facebook page. She has like over 600,000 people following her who love talking about grammar and they love listening to her talk about grammar. So it doesn't matter what the topic is. If you are passionate about something, 
you will find your tribe. If you feel like you have a really strong voice about some particular topic, and it doesn't mean that you have to be an expert. It doesn't mean that if you really want to do a show about cooking, it doesn't mean that you have to have written already three cookbooks in order to have a podcast. No, if you just love cooking, if you just think that it's like so interesting and you want to talk to people about different kinds of recipes and you want to do a whole episode on Thanksgiving and a whole episode on, um, you know, cookies and a whole episode on upside down pineapple cake, your enthusiasm and your passion for that alone is enough. It's enough of a reason why people would like to listen to you. And it's certainly a reason why you are a good candidate to do that show. So people love listening to people who are enthusiastic. That's just true. It's very interesting. Have you ever found yourself on YouTube and you just start like going through the rabbit hole and you're like, watching different videos you're watching somebody open a package my kids my kids love watching people open up like toys right and it's like oh my god in this one there's blue play-doh and green play-doh like it's just it's interesting when people are interested in things it's interesting to hear people talk about things they're passionate about so that's one thing but why is it a good idea for you to do a podcast not just because people might be interested in hearing something that you're excited about for a few reasons, because when you love something, especially if you would like to make a career out of it, it is a great thing to be creating content. And one of the easiest, and in my opinion, one of the best things that you can create is a podcast. If you wanna create a business doing something you love, if you wanna make a living, having content is really important because you wanna become somebody who's associated with this thing whatever it is, and you wanna be just adding more interesting, cool value, and, and adding content to the world is a way for you to look at it like, when, when you wanna connect with somebody and you want for somebody to eventually, let's say, support your career, buy, buy a painting from you, come to your shop, um, think of it this way, it's like for every, uh, seven deposits, you can make one withdrawal. And so you want to be giving and you want to be adding value and you want to start to create a little flurry, a little buzz around yourself where people start to know you as synonymous with somebody who's who's kind of really interested and known for a particular thing. So I I follow a guy on Instagram and his, um, his Instagram handle is the Scran Line. Um, do you guys know this guy? He makes cakes, but they're like the most delicious, most fantastic cakes I've ever seen. So apparently he combined his love for graphic design with his love for baking. And so I'm not surprised that he was a graphic designer or that he is a graphic designer because his cakes are stunning. He does lots of different layers with lots of different food coloring. So he's able to create these like masterpieces. So he has like unicorn cakes with like the gold flakes on them. You have to check it out. So he creates these videos where he shows people his process of how to, you know, how he makes these cakes. And he just puts out content, you know, video after video after video, and they're just so much fun to watch. And then what do you think happens? People start to think to themselves, I want to buy one of those cakes, or I want to get him to come and speak and teach about that. It's just instead of waiting, instead of sitting in your room, feeling frustrated and waiting for the phone to ring or waiting for your, you know, for your email to ping and have somebody ask you, we want to give you an opportunity. We want to give you a career. Instead of waiting for that, I would say... We're, we're so lucky we live in 2017. We're so lucky we're here. We can go ahead right now and create for ourselves opportunities by creating stuff, creating content, putting stuff out there. And consistency is, is key here. When we're consistently putting things out there, we're going to start to draw attention and we're going to start to create it. It's going to speak for itself. It's like if you build it, they will come. So then after a while, you start talking and talking and talking about a particular topic. Things start to stem from that. Things start to grow from that. And you 
won't even believe where that's going to continue to grow. For me, I knew that this podcast was something I so felt passionate about. I, I love the conversation of how do you create a life where you get to do the thing you're most passionate about and how do you get to make a living doing that thing? Because if you can make a living doing it, you're going to be doing more of it. You're going to be doing it full time and you're probably going to be very fulfilled because it means that you'll never work a day in your life because your, your job won't feel like a job. So to me, it was really exciting to do it and I did it for the love of it because it was so fun to do. And what what has come from that? Well, what's come from that is a community, a book deal. What's come from that is opportunities to come and speak. I'll be speaking tomorrow night in Brooklyn at the RL Hotel as a result of doing this podcast. So, So the why to do it is because yes, as funny as it might sound to you to hear this, people are waiting to hear what you have to say. People will find it engaging. You don't have to be an expert. I would go ahead and and do it. And I know you might be thinking, well, I don't know if anybody really cares what I have to say about movies or what I have to say about sewing or what I have to say about, you know, symphonic instruments. But I'm telling you, you'll find your tribe. And, And the thing is this. Even if there are people who are better qualified to do a show on any of those things, who's to say they're doing it? And so what really makes the difference is who actually goes ahead and does it. And so one of the things to keep in mind is that you don't want to have to be perfect before you begin. If you're waiting to start until you kind of have all of your ducks in a row, then you're just going to keep waiting because... You're never going to be perfect. And so for me, I think one of my you know greatest selling points is that I was a C student. I There are two kids in my family. My parents used to ask my sister, you know, um, every quarter, let me see your report card. You know, oh my gosh, what do you mean you got a B plus? What happened? You know, they would sit there with her. They would talk about it. She was the older one. And for some reason, there was this, you know, decision that nobody knew was being made but it was it was made at some point and it might have been subconscious for them but they decided that she needed to be a good student she was the oldest she needed to set a good example and with me they just they kind of didn't care what I was doing so I kind of just went for stuff and because I knew like it was so clear to me that I was nowhere near the top of my class it was so clear to me that I wasn't like the standout in any way like there were some kids who were they weren't the best academically but they were the standout for debate or they were the standout for you know athletics or for whatever and because I just was so not when I went ahead and did something I kind of didn't expect you know it to be perfect and so I kind of just went for it Um, and I think that that's always really helped me is this like, I don't have to be perfect thing. And so I don't want you to wait until you feel like you're perfect. I don't want you to wait until you feel like you're quote unquote ready. If there's something that you love, I would say it is a great idea to do a podcast. It's a great idea. It, it absolutely will help you grow your career. Um, because it's, it's just another great piece of content that you can create. And it's just amazing when you start to create things consistently. And I think that, I think that creating a podcast is easy enough to do consistently that everybody, if you have a topic that interests you, you should be doing it. Thanks to Skillshare for supporting Don't Keep Your Day Job. Skillshare is giving my listeners a one-month free trial of unlimited access to over 17,000 classes. Go to www.skillshare.com slash dreamjob to start your free month today. Skillshare is super cool. They have lots of different classes that you can take. I really want to take a class in animation as a songwriter. I thought it was really cool that they offered that because I'm always wanting to animate videos of my music. But I just think it's so cool that I could also take classes. They have like a class in public speaking. I know so 
so many people say to me, how do you do all this speaking? It's like, they have a class of this. This might actually help. It's amazing what sometimes subtle things can do and they can change everything for us. Are you looking to keep your design skills sharp and learn the next new design hack? Want to turn your passion project into a side hustle? With over 3 million members and more than 17,000 classes, Skillshare is the Netflix for online learning. Take classes in graphic design, digital illustration, DSLR photography, social media marketing, and much more. Skillshare classes are taught by industry experts and experienced professionals, perfect if you're looking to build your career or start the side hustle of your dreams. Unlimited access to all of this for a low monthly price. Never pay per class ever again. For one free month, go to Skillshare.com slash dreamjob. This episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job is brought to you also by Blue Apron. Check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash dreamjob. You're going to love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals from blueapron.com slash dreamjob. So Blue Apron has been coming to my house for months. Um, it is really cool. Every single week um, we get to open this box of delicious food that's packed on dry ice. Everything is pre-proportioned. They don't want to do anything that would cause any extra waste. Um, and we've pr- we prepared things with like fish and curry and and tacos i mean every single recipe you can think of um and it's delicious and it's great cooking it because it takes all the the guesswork out i don't have to think about what what's for dinner tonight i don't have to take something out of the fridge and defrost it you're gonna love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with blue apron so don't wait blue apron knows that when you cook with incredible ingredients you make incredible meals so they set the highest quality standards for their community of artisanal suppliers local family-run farms fisheries and ranchers Whether it's fish and miso butter or uh, spicy coconut curry, Blue Apron is bringing you the best. Thanks again to Blue Apron for supporting this podcast. Check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash dreamjob. So let's talk about actual um, tools that you need to create a podcast. Um, Do you need a guest on every show? You don't necessarily. I mean, you can just start to talk. You can just start to talk. Let's say that you wanted to do a, a whole podcast on movies. You could just start doing different different types of episodes you could decide that you're going to do you know your your 10 favorite comedies and then the next 10 episodes you're going to pick a comedy for each one and you're going to just talk about you know why you love when harry met sally why you love john hughes movies each episode will be wrapped around maybe a different uh director you could talk about all the john hughes movies in one episode or each episode could be just um all about one particular movie and what your favorite moments of it are and then in order to make a podcast just really come to life the whole idea here is is that you want to engage your community. You want your community to feel like they have a relationship with you and that it's more than just this passive thing where you you speak and people listen. So I would create what's called a Facebook group, not just a Facebook page, but a Facebook group. A Facebook group is something that you can create really easily on Facebook and it's a forum and you could call it the same name as your podcast. Like we have one that's called Don't Keep Your Day Job. It's the Don't Keep Your Day Job community and it's on Facebook and that's different from the Don't Keep Your Day Job Facebook page. So a Facebook page is sort of like a front facing, it's a place where the the administrator of a, of a particular Facebook page will post things and um, it's just very front facing. It's like where people can just talk. Whoever owns the page can like, you know, give you some announcements. But a Facebook group is a forum where people can talk to each other and it's really easy to read everybody's posts, not just the person who owns the page, not just the administrator, but everybody can see each other's posts and it facilitates conversations on a much deeper level than a Facebook page. 
So I would say creating a Facebook group is a great idea. And so what I would do, let's say you were doing a podcast about movies. So you talk about your When Harry Met Sally episode, you talk about your John Hughes episode. Then you go over to your Facebook group and you say, what was your favorite part of that movie? What's your favorite line? What do you think about that actor? What else has that actor been in that you love? You just create conversation and you might have to go first for a little while, but eventually other people are gonna start chiming in and saying, here's my favorite part. And then you can say to people, tell me what your favorite lines are or tell me what you loved about it or what does that movie mean to you? What do you think the grandfather men at the end of that of that scene what do you think that really was about and people will start to have conversations say did you know that movie was based on Cameron Crowe's real life oh no I never knew that you know like that that's something that that will happen so creating a Facebook group as an offshoot of your podcast is a great idea now let's say you want to have a guest let's say you don't want to just do episode after episode where you are kind of just like talking about your opinions and talking about your, your ideas fine so how do you get guests well this goes back to when we talked about before many times you have to be polite and persistent polite persistence goes a long way so one thing you want to do is you want to research who are the types of people who might be a good fit for your show if you were doing a cooking show so yeah in a perfect world it might be great to have Bobby Flay or Martha Stewart or Giada at home it might be great to have those people on as your guests but maybe to begin with Maybe you're not able to get those people on. So maybe you, you talk to other people. Maybe you talk to somebody who you find online who has a great blog about cooking. Maybe you reach out to, you know, your grandmother. You just interview your grandmother. You ask her about her favorite recipes or where she got them from and how her great grandmother, you know, like carried this with her on the boat. You think about like, who do you know? So when I first started, I had to think to myself, okay, I, I wasn't going to call up Bobby Brown for the first episode. I wasn't going to call up Jonathan Adler and uh, Tamara Mellon for the first three episodes. So I thought to myself, who do I know or who might I know through a friend of a friend or who might be interesting that I can find online because I read about this person who might not be, you know, the busiest person in the world, the most famous person in the world who might have the time, who might want to be on the show. And so I reached out to a few of those people. And so we started. And then once the show had more of an audience once the show was doing better and better i was able to reach out to more and more people maybe people who were a little bit more um, hard to reach people who might, who might be a little busier and i was able to send them an email that said kind of what the first emails said but might have just said it with a little extra like the first time i would sending an email when i was starting my first show my second show my third show i would say hey i'm doing a podcast it's called don't keep your day job i'd love to interview you i'd love to hear your story right there that alone that's really touching to people i can tell you for myself um and and those of you who might have written to me if you have a podcast it's true when, when people reach out to me even if their podcast is just starting or even if they have a group and they want me to come speak in person when somebody asks me that I'm usually extremely flattered and so I will really do what I can to try to fit that into my schedule and so I, I have found in my life that people are very willing especially because everyone wants to feel important and so when you ask somebody to come on and tell their story or to give you advice people are like oh you know how much time do you have you know like people usually have a lot that they want to say so Reaching out is a good idea. Now, will some people not be available? Of course. And could you continue to check in? I would say a good rule of thumb is like maybe every six weeks, if you haven't heard back, you could just follow up and say, 
would love to have you on the show. And hopefully every six weeks that goes by, maybe your show's doing better. Maybe you've now had somebody of notoriety on and you can throw that in and say, we just had so-and-so on and, and, and we'd love to have you on as well. You know, our show is really doing well. We'd love to have you on. You know, you can keep reaching out. But doing great research is a good idea and researching who might be interesting. Now, let's say you are doing a cooking show. Well, you don't only have to have people on who are gonna talk about you know, how to cook, right? You don't only have to have people on who are famous bakers or famous chefs, or you could also have people on that, that have other things to say that just relate to cooking. Maybe you have a nutritionist on, maybe you have somebody on who talks about, you know, how to be organized and, and make sure that you do some meal planning at the beginning of a week. There's so many different things that you can talk to people about that might be helpful. So like on our show, we have some guests who've just done extraordinary things in terms of their own creativity. They've built a huge business, whether they're a makeup artist, whether they're an author, they're a TV writer. So we have those people on. And then we have other people on sometimes just talked about other things that we think might be helpful to our listeners. Like we had Caroline Miller on. We did a whole episode on grit. We talked about grit and perseverance because that is one of the ingredients that a person would need in order to create a life that's fulfilling where they get to do something they love. So I would be reaching out, doing some research, and you can do sort of a hybrid. You can do some episodes where you just talk the whole time. You can do some episodes where you interview somebody. Somebody asked me the other day, how do you talk to guests when they're not in the same room as you? And that's a great question because a lot of times, this is what I'm talking about being resourceful. A lot of times people will say to themselves, well, I don't even know the first thing about how I would do that, or I'm not gonna travel to go meet with different guests, so I guess I can't do a podcast. And it's like, wait a minute, just stop, take a breath, and think to yourself, what else could I do? Is there another way? And then the next question you might ask is, is there some kind of you know thing I could Google where somebody else might have asked that question? And, and there might be information, so for me, when I started my podcast a year ago, I had the, the lovely benefit of working um, with this great team and I sat down with them and one of the tools they told me about is something called Zencaster. It's Z-E-N-C-A-S-T-R, Zencaster.com. So why is Zencaster great? So Zencaster allows you to be wherever you are. You could be in your home studio. You could be um, wherever you are, as long as you have a laptop and a mic. And um, your guests can be wherever they are. They can be in another state. They can be in another country. Um, you can use Zencaster. And why Zencaster is so cool, I think it's better. For me, I think it's better than Skype or other things like that is because it records you locally on your hard drive, on your, on your laptop or your desktop. And then it records your guest on their laptop or their desktop. So it the sound quality is better. It sounds like instead of it coming through like this like AM radio sound, it it, it it's like very local. It, it records on there. It records right there, right in front of them, and then it uploads to the cloud so that, of course, you can then get the file, but it records them right where they are. So it just sounds better. It doesn't sound like it's going through the uh, through the web. Does that make sense? It's not going through like the voiceover IP. Okay, so Zencaster is a great tool. Now, backing up from that, you need to know who your guest is. Now, I would assume that when you're booking this person and you're doing that research, that you're, you're understanding who they are and that's why you wanna have them on the show. So before I you know, actually start the interview, I've, I've made sure that I, I've looked at what this person is up to, what this person um, is sort of doing right now. And if the person isn't a famous person, let's say the person doesn't have anything on the web, like they don't have any book you know, that, that just came out or they don't have a website with, with a bio, then I would definitely still wanna know like, who are they and what are they really about? What makes them tick? Because I'd wanna have some sense of like, 
where am I going? What, what's the idea in the interview? What am I hoping to get to? What, what things am I really hoping that we're going to have them talk about? Because those are the things that they love to talk about. Those are the things that they're most passionate about. Um, and then there's, I know different podcasters do this differently. For me, I'm very spontaneous. So I like to have a conversation and the way that I record it is, is exactly how we did it. And, and you're hearing the recording of, of something that was just very spontaneous and carefree. So what I do is I, email with the person um, who I want to have on the guest and then we book a time I send the guest the Zencaster link or if this person is in LA sometimes we do rent a studio there are probably podcasting studios where you live if you look into that but again you don't need a podcasting studio because most of my episodes I do right here in my home office and I just make sure to get a good mic and I'll tell you about that in a second what mic I use and what equipment I use but I use just like two things and I use my Mac, my laptop or my desktop and and I'm off to the races. So I'll email with the guest. I'll give a guest the Zencaster link and I'll say, great, at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, of course, you want to make sure that you have the right time zone in there so the person knows. So I'll say, okay, 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on Tuesday on this particular date, uh, we'll, we'll connect. And then you tell the person that Zencaster only works with Chrome or Firefox. So I make sure to tell them that because I, in the beginning, sometimes wouldn't say that. And sometimes people wouldn't have Chrome or Firefox on their computer. And then they weren't able to open the link. So little things like that you learn along the way. So they open up Chrome or Firefox, they click on the Zencaster link, and then we can hear each other. It's audio only. We can hear each other through, you know, through the computer. I ask the person to wear headphones so I don't hear myself sort of, uh, echoing back to me. And then we kind of just do the interview. And so for me, what I do is like 30 seconds before I hit record, I say to the person, I'm so glad that you're here. And I just give them sort of a 30 second overview of what we're going to do. I say, we're going to talk for about 45 minutes. I'm going to ask you questions about your life. I'm going to ask you questions about um, how you got here. And then I'm going to ask you your advice for people listening. And that's it. And then I hit record and we start talking and I let the conversation go where it goes. So if they say something interesting, I have a genuine, I like it to be genuine. I like it to be just like as if I was sitting with this person at a dinner party or I was sitting with this person on a plane and I just started discovering things about them. And I just started to truly be interested in who they are and how they got there. And so I allow it to go where it needs to go. If somebody says something that's really interesting, it might not be a topic that I even anticipated that we were going to talk about, but it might really Really deserve to be talked about so we'll, we'll just go there and there are a few questions that I, I kind of always go back to as a staple one of them is I usually ask people like what's the best piece of advice you've ever been given and then I'll ask people what advice do you have for people who you know would like to achieve whatever it is that you've achieved or, or, or an ounce of it or one part of it um, depending on who the guest is if the guest is somebody who has written a book on a particular topic you know I'll say what's your advice on, on for those of us listening how can we um, um, you know, aspire to understand that more or, or to integrate whatever you've written about, you know, into our life. Um, and that that's kind of it. And then after that, both my my audio and the audio of the guest, there are two different tracks that were recorded. They get uploaded to the cloud. They go into my Dropbox. Dropbox is a great place where you can just store big files like photos, videos, um, and of course, the podcast files are pretty big. So initially, when you set up your Zencaster account, which is not very expensive, it'll ask you to link it to a Dropbox because automatically when you're done with the podcast, it'll get uploaded right to your Dropbox. Then I work with Emma Kikuchi and Emma, I send Emma the Dropbox file and I listen to the entire thing and I say, you know, I want you to cut 
um, minute 220 to minute 415. I'll ask her to cut a few different things that I thought maybe were unnecessary or maybe didn't add anything to the conversation or maybe moments where you know, it just didn't sound good. And Emma will edit that out. Now, there are lots of services that do podcast editing if you don't have an Emma, right? If you don't have um, a virtual assistant, if you don't have a producer, that's all fine. There are people I know who do really successful podcasts who use different resources. If you Google it, I'm telling you, there are lots of companies who you can send them your file and they'll edit it for you. And again, doesn't it's not that expensive. There's also people I know who edit their own podcasts. I know for myself in the past, I've edited my own audio files. I've dragged things sometimes into GarageBand or I've dragged, I've dragged things into ScreenFlow, different programs. And I myself, I'm so not a techie. Sometimes I watch YouTube videos like on the spot. I'll be like, okay, how do you edit in GarageBand? I'll watch a five minute video and it'll teach me all I need to know. It'll say something like, you know, click on the cursor, drag over here, cut and paint. And I'm like, oh, this is actually not that hard. So for basic editing, you can either do it yourself or you can, there, there are a lot of services out there that do specifically podcasts and it might not cost you very much money at all. Um, and you can also look for people who are virtual assistants who can do things like this. You can look for interns. There's so many people who know how to edit a simple sound file. This is, this should not stand in your way. Okay. So we edit the sound file. And then we think about what else we want to do. So usually we'll ask the guests for three photos and Emma will put the three photos on our website. And by the way, you can create a website so easily. We use Squarespace. You can make a website on WordPress. You can make it easy, drag and drop. There's so many templates out there. Wix, you can make a website. And so we'll put, um, for every episode, we'll put up pictures. We'll put up a link to the SoundCloud. Um, for people who don't have an iPhone, we'll put up the link to the SoundCloud because some people want to listen on on an Android or on a different device. We'll write, Emma will write a few show notes about some of the highlights that we talked about in the episode. Um, and then Emma will create a title for the episode. Um, usually the title involves the person's name, the guest's name, and then she'll tell a description and, and she'll send it to me and I'll edit it and we'll look at it. And then, and then that's it. And then we upload the episode and we're off to the races. Now, the other thing that I like to do is I like to engage with you guys. I like to create um, other things, other resources for you. So I send an email. For those of you who are not on my email list, um, you can download the, the checklist for this episode. And by downloading the checklist, you'll be joining my email list as well. And so you can hear from me once a week. And if you ever uh, get tired of that, of course, you can unsubscribe. But whenever I offer some kind of freebie or a checklist or a download, that's really helpful because that is both a way for me to give added resources to my community and also for me to then have people give me their email address in exchange for whatever I'm going to give to them, which allows me to then start growing my email list of people who are interested in what I'm talking about, which is helpful, right? It's helpful for you guys to have an email list. And then the trick is you can't just have an email list and have it sit there. You want to engage it. It's sort of like, you know, you ever talk to somebody who's saying like, I don't know why one day my girlfriend, she just left. It's like, well, did you tell her she's beautiful? Did you take her on a date? Like you can't just have a girlfriend. It's like who would ever have the most beautiful car in the world and just never drive it? Just like let it sit there in a garage. Like what happens to a car when you don't drive it? After a while, it just doesn't run, right? It has to be driven. So everything, if you have something, you want to appreciate it and engage with it. And so with my email list, I, um, those of you who are on it, you, you would know this already if you've been reading the emails, but I, I go out of my way to make sure that the emails are maybe things that I'm not talking about on the show so that I can 
offer something else that, you know, you've joined the email list. I want to have more of an intimate relationship with you. So a couple weeks ago, I sent an email about, you know, a time in my life where I was going through, you know, anxiety and I had postpartum depression. And I just shared that with my email list. And there have been other times, like once I shared with my email list that I was looking on a search maybe to move to a new city. And I asked everybody on my email list to chime in and tell me what city they lived in and tell me what, um, what's great about their city because I'm really open. And by the way, I'm still on that journey and so I got all these emails back from people on my list with pictures of their towns and sort of like the highlights of of where they live and I loved I loved reading through those emails and so I engaged my list not just in a very like formal like here's a regurgitation of the podcast I hate those kinds of emails so I try to engage with my list and the other thing that I do is I then um, show up and do a Facebook Live every week. And so there I am on Facebook Live. And this week, my Facebook Live, I'll be popping in um, because I'll be in New York all week this week. And so I won't be able to um, have a set time for a Facebook Live, but you will see me. I'll pop in from the streets of Manhattan and I'll, I'll say hello to you guys. By the way, if you're in New York, come see me tomorrow night. I'll be speaking at the RL Hotel in Brooklyn at 7 p.m. And if you haven't uh, gotten tickets or if you want more details, you can go to the Don't Give Data Facebook page. I think the tickets might already be sold out, but it, another, it doesn't hurt to try. Come on down and check it out. It's a free event, but um, you just if you want to get the details, go to the Don't Give Data Facebook page. Anyway, I do a Facebook Live every week. And so typically I'll send my email list I'll send out and I'll say to them, hey, I'm going to be live on Facebook this week on Thursday morning at 11 a.m. And then everybody comes on if they can. And I'll take the time to really answer people's questions and to brainstorm ideas that people have with them. Because the whole idea here is if you trust that the more that you give, good stuff is going to happen, even if you're just enjoying that, like at the end of the day, that in of itself to me is the win because it's fun. I love it. I look forward to it. I look forward to doing this podcast. I look forward to reading your emails. I look forward to the Facebook lives. And that that's the goal, right? The goal is to have a job that you never work a day at your life doing because it doesn't feel like work. It feels like your life's work, not work, but the work that you want to be doing with your, with your two hands, the work that you want to be doing to creating, you know, a little bit of a better world in the way that you can, the way that you can offer. And I've had people say to me, you know, I don't want to do a blog consistently, or, you know, I want to get paid for that, or I don't want to, you know, have to do a podcast unless I'm getting paid. And I'll say to this person, you know, is this your passion? you know, yeah, this is my passion. Do you feel like this gives you purpose? Yo, oh yeah, this is my purpose in life. It's like, if that's your purpose in life, like why can't you just do it? Why do you have to be paid for it? Because here's the beautiful thing. If you offer something magical to the world, if you do something that feels like is your passion and it gives you a sense of purpose, chances are, and this is my, this is my thesis, this is my hypothesis, this is what I'm positing out there for you guys to chew on. I believe that if you do something that gives you a sense of passion and purpose and fulfillment and you consistently show up and do that for the world, you will eventually make a living doing that thing. And not just a living, but the more that you do it from a place of good intention, the more that you show up consistently and offer whatever you can, the more that it's going to be leaps and bounds beyond what you could ever have, you know, even dreamed of. And and here I am, you know, living proof of that. I, I started a podcast before I was an expert. I hadn't written a book on purpose. I didn't have a parent who, who connected me. I didn't go to Harvard. I didn't have the sort of alumni or the elite. I just went for it because I love talking about this and I truly want to help people get out of their own way and get unstuck. So you can too. Whatever it is that you care about, I'm telling you, if you truly 
care about what it is you're talking about, if you're really passionate about it, you're going to find your tribe. People are going to rally around you. So um, the mic I use is called the Audio Technica AT897. Um, I bought it on Amazon. It was $249. It shipped in like two days. Super easy to use. Um, And I also bought a base for it so that I can sit it on my desk. And that's called the Atlas DS7E. That was $29. And so I can stick the mic on top of the um, the stand, the mic stand, and it sits on my desk. And um, I bought what's called an M-Audio M-Track. It's a little box that you plug the microphone cord into, and then you plug a cord from the M-Box into your computer. And I know that that sounds really confusing, but that's all the equipment you need. You need a microphone, this little M-Box, and then a mic stand. That's all, that's all the equipment I have. So for I don't know, $350, you have, a, you have a podcast studio. And then as far as sound quality, I'm continuing to try to improve it um, by playing with the levels on the little M box. And I'm also trying to get more like um, sound cushioning in my office, whether it's like carpeting or, or pillows. I have friends who have very successful podcasts, I won't say who, and they record them in their closet because inside your closet, you know, there's all that padding with all the clothing. So I do know people who record their podcasts in their closet, but I, I do not. I record it in an office, but I, I'm hoping that uh, eventually actually I'll, I'll have more um, sound gear in here to make it sound just even better. But it is truly amazing what you can do with $350. A couple other things to keep in mind is potentially music. Like you might want to have music during your intro when you're like, hey everybody, welcome to the knitting podcast. Um, So either you can ask a friend who might have music and you can ask if you can have the rights to use that music on your show. Um, Or you can also use, um, Emma told me that she's in the past used Pond5 and Premium Beat. They offer royalty-free songs, so that's a one-time purchase. And uh, you can use it as much as you want, however you want. Um, but I think there's probably so many friends of yours who might like the opportunity to have exposure for their song and they might not charge you, um, especially if you gave a shout out like, all right, we're closing out this show with um, Sarah Smith's music. Check her out on iTunes. So that that's one thing as far as music. Also, you need to create artwork. It's, it's important that your artwork be something that stands out and that's colorful and that's vibrant. If you ever want iTunes to feature you, um, when you go to iTunes on the homepage, they say, I, I've heard it said that seven. of all uh, podcast listeners come through iTunes and the iTunes feature really does make a difference. And I've heard them say at iTunes, like they like things that are simple, um, simple artwork, yet artwork that's really captivating. And that really tells you exactly what the show is just through that one image and, and the title. So you want to think about creating a title that sums up what the show's about and that has has a great piece of artwork attached to it. And so I worked with my my friend who um, does a lot of design, David Kopp. He also does a million other things. And I just happened to get lucky and, and got him to, to work on the artwork in between everything else he's doing. But there's a lot of different sites. If you want to get artwork made, you know, reach out to friends you might know. Um, or you can also go on to things like 99designs. And uh, that's a cool place to try to get artwork. There's other things like that as well. There's also tons of podcast groups on Facebook where you can, you know, ask questions. There's so many resources at your fingertips. That's what I'm trying to say. Like if you want to set your mind to this and do this, there's just so many people out there and and, and things out there that are really not that difficult where you can be, you could be up and running. One thing I want you to think about to begin, here's, here's a good rule of thumb. So Don't just record something and then put it out there. What I would do is I would say, okay, I'm going to record eight episodes 
And then I'm gonna pick my favorite one. I'm gonna pick the one that I think was the best and I'm gonna launch that one. So one thing to do is give yourself a launch date and work backwards from there. Cause when you give yourself, what did we talk? We talked about this on the show. The more accountability you have, the more chances of success you have in actually getting results. So give yourself a deadline. So let's say today is October 9th, right? So let's say you wanna start a podcast. So look at the calendar, open up the calendar and look at three months from now, okay? Perfect. So let's say the new year's around the corner. You want to start this podcast three months from now, January 9th. Perfect time to start. It's a great time to start a podcast because people come out of the new year. They're excited. They want to, you know, listen to new things. They want to be a part of something new. They want to grow. Also, you'll have a more, you know, more momentum behind you to get you going. So work backwards from there and say to yourself, okay, so come January 9th, I already want to have let's say eight episodes recorded so I can pick the best one to put up there for January 9th. I would like to have three of the nine that I think are awesome so that I can not only have an episode for January 9th, but I can have episodes for the following two weeks and not have to stress. So I'm going to record eight or nine episodes between now and January 9th with the hope that three of them are great. I'll pick my favorite one of the three to have as my first episode, and then I'll have the other two as the the other episodes that I can I can land on if I if I don't want to record something else uh, on the spot I'll have three episodes to begin with that's awesome and if you love five of the of the nine or even if you love all nine even better that's awesome now the first episode I would say is a great time to just tell people like why why are you doing this show why this show why now why are you excited about it what is the show about what can people expect that's a great um, first episode and then a second episode you can give people an exact example of of what you said the show is, you know, like now you can do the show and whatever your format is, you can decide and you can tell people uh, in the first episode, you can keep changing it. Of course, you know, you could decide to change your format on show 14. You could say, all right, we're going to try something new. One of the things that's really important is to keep in communication with your audience. I mean, the reason I knew today to start talking about how to make a podcast is because I ask, what do you guys want to hear? And I heard a few people say, how about a show on how to make a podcast? Now, I'll get to all those other topics that people ask me about also, but this was a good one. Why not? People wanted to hear about it. And I feel like this episode is helpful, even if you don't want to start a podcast, because we're talking about a lot of things that just have to do with creating content, getting unstuck. And I I think a lot of the things that we're talking about would apply to you, even if you're not creating a podcast, maybe if you're creating a blog, any other piece of content, I think that a lot of this stuff applies anyway. So working backwards from January, we're going to record nine episodes. And again, if you're, if you're saying to yourself, well, my show is going to be half me talking and half me interviewing guests. So do a few of your own episodes, think about what might be important. And you can, here's another thing that's just a really good exercise for everyone to do all the time, whether you have a podcast or not, open up a blank Google doc and brainstorm things because we we've forgotten how to be creative because we don't practice that muscle enough. We don't practice making lists. We don't practice coming up with ideas enough just to get the muscle stronger, just to start like using that part of our brain, right? So one thing that's a good idea is open up a blank Google doc and just start to brainstorm on topics. Like if somebody said, I have to do a podcast on this thing that I'm passionate about, what, what could I fill up 40 episodes? And then you, you'd be surprised what's going to start to come out of you. You're going to be like, oh yeah, I, I do love literature. I, I could do, you know, four episodes on Jane Austen. And then I could do another four episodes on Shakespeare. And I could do another four episodes on, on David Mamet. Uh, but the point is, you, it's amazing what will happen if you just take the leap, sit down, 
you know, make a good cup of coffee, like David said last week, take a deep breath, get out a pen and paper. It is amazing what's gonna happen. So you're working backwards from January 9th, you record some episodes, and then you you put it out there. And again, do some research because all of this stuff, the technical parts of this, it, it can be so much easier than you think. I know that before I started working with my team, I had gone down the road to think about podcasting and Lipson um, makes it really easy. They'll host your podcast. You can chat with the people there and, and they can tell you how to upload things. It's really not that difficult. I'm telling you it's not. And if you don't want to use Zencaster, you can use GarageBand. It comes free with your Mac. And if you if you have a PC, I'm sure there's a million programs that can record your your voice. Right. So once you have this content, once the podcast is done, once you've already uploaded it, now it's online. It lives on SoundCloud. It lives on iTunes. It's there. So you can now repurpose this content. You can now take your podcast podcast episode and let's say your show is about fashion design, right? Let's say you just interview every episode, you interview someone else in the fashion design world from people who are designers to buyers to manufacturers. You want to get inside that entire process. That's what your show is about. Let's say you have now an episode. It's episode 14 and you just interviewed Donna Karen. You can take that episode and repurpose it. You can do a couple things. One thing you can do is take Facebook ads and now you know who your target audience is. You can target and you can send an ad to people who are fashion designers, people who are at FIT, different fashion design schools. You could also send the ad to make sure it shows up on the feeds, on the pages of people who just are a big fan of Donna Karen because If you're a big fan of Donna Karen, you might want to hear her whole story. You might want to hear what she has to say. And do you see what I'm saying? So now think of whatever your topic is, whatever the content is, there is an audience already that's already been built, that they're already there. They're already on Facebook. They're already on Instagram. So when you have this content now, you can figure out a way for other people to come and find it. You can't just put up a podcast and just hope that people just somehow find you. You There's a few other ways to, to sort of bring, bring traffic to your podcast. You know, I've met people who've said to me, I'm doing a podcast, I'm being consistent, I'm creating the content, but nobody's finding it. Well, there, there's a few ways to, to hopefully get people to find you because you can't just put it out there. One thing is you want to make great content, right? Because the better and better the show is, the more interesting, the more raw, the more vulnerable. It's like the Jimmy Kimmel speech from last week. It went viral because it's great, because people want to talk about it. So if something is great and it really touches a nerve with somebody, that is going to make it go viral on its own. But there's other things that you can do without hoping and praying that that happens. Um, And using Facebook ads is a great idea. The other thing is there's already audiences Um, on different blogs, on different websites, on different magazines, online magazines and print magazines. There's something called Thumbtack. There's other places you could find this too, but let's say you went onto Thumbtack and you look for somebody who could transcribe your episode, which isn't a huge investment. Um, Or you could just have a streaming link to your episode. And let's say you're sending along to other blogs, fashion, let's using fashion design as an example. Let's say your blog is on fashion design. There's so many interest-based websites and blogs that have to do with fashion design, you could reach out to the editor, you could reach out to the people who are on the managing team and you could say, I have content that you might find interesting. And they might say, great, you want a guest blog? And just give us like, you know, a, a section of the interview and, and, ha- and, and type it out. 
and sort of make it into an article? Or do you want to give us a link to the episode and we'll stream it? We'll put it up on our blog. We'll put it up on our website. And in this way, you can sort of farm your material to the people. You can farm it out to the people who really want it, right? Another thing that's helpful to grow your audience for as a podcaster is to have other podcasters on your podcast to interview other podcasters because they already have an audience and they already have a podcast listener audience. So if they're on your podcast and then they were to tweet about the show or, or Instagram post about being on your show, potentially their audience might listen to your show and then stick around. Also, you being interviewed on other people's podcasts is also great. Um, so you can think about what might be good, good alliances for you. What other people have shows that might might make sense for you to either speak on their show to their audience based on what you're talking about or for them to be on your show. So we've talked about getting guests. We've talked about coming up with content. And then the trick is you want to be consistent. You don't want to record a podcast, you know, January 9th and then not show up again until March or April. You want to do this. If you're going to do it, fully do it. Commit. I'll tell you why. Because... First of all, you get better. You start to find your voice. You get better week after week. You just get better and better. That's that's so true for anything you're working on, whether it's a podcast or a blog. You start to find your, your voice in your blog over time. But it's it's really for your audience. They deserve that. It's like if you want people to give you their attention, you have to pay something for the cost of their attention because there's so many other things they can choose to listen to or watch with, you know, or do with their time, right? So you want to give them that that commitment that you're going to show up consistently and and then they know like you're there you're really there to play and you know the truth is that there's a lot of people who say that they're doing stuff but how many are really doing it consistently and and really showing up and part of what i think is 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 the secret to success is thinking about who you're talking to like I really think about you guys every single time I do an episode. So I'm thinking about what does my audience care about? What does my audience want to hear about? What does my audience want to talk about today? That's what guides me. And I we've had so many episodes of people on our show who've talked about how when they first started doing their art, they were in their own way. We had Brian Januski here. I remember him saying how he was making, you know, a particular type of ceramics because he wanted it to be cool. He wanted his, you know, his pieces to be really artistic and really applauded by the the art community. And there was this one thing he made, these like pastel drippy ice cream pots, and somebody had said, Oh, those are so beautiful. Will you make more of those? He's like, I don't make those. I make art. And eventually it dawned on him, like people kept asking him for these beautiful, colorful, drippy pots. And he was like, what am I doing? Why don't I just make the stuff that people want me to make? Why does that make me less of an artist if I start making the the, the things that people want to see and people think are beautiful? What's wrong with doing something you absolutely love to do that somebody else also loves enough that they're willing to um, support it? right? It's like at the end of the day, you can't just speak to yourself on your podcast. So it really is important, I think, to think about other people. And I think if you truly want to create something amazing, then it should be something that resonates with other people. So I really think about the, you know, you guys listening. I really think about how to um, speak to your needs and speak to things that I think are going to help you and, and just encourage you or add any value or resources to you that I can. And I think that that's been helpful is really Um, having that in mind. And I think words from the heart speak to the heart. That's a line in the Talmud. I think it's really true because I started this show with with just this, you know, just a, a very genuine want to connect and encourage and inspire. And you guys heard that and you felt it. And so people kept coming back and And week after week, it's like I get to stand here speaking in front of a stadium full of people, even though it's just me and a microphone 
that's how many people are listening. It's, it's just incredible. And that all happened because I was willing to do something without being perfect. And because I really just spoke from the heart and, and, and felt like maybe it's enough. The truth kind of like stands out, right? And so if you're enthusiastic, if you're passionate about any of these things that, that you love and, and you want to talk about this week after week, I, I think having a podcast is a great idea. And then when people say to me, well, how do I network? How do I get my business off the ground? It's like, well, this is the best way to network. It's like at this point, right? Because I have a podcast, because I have an audience, there's a lot of opportunities that will present themselves to me now. There's a lot of doors that just open because of the community that's been built, because of how people can Google me and then they see all these articles, they see me mentioned in the New York Times, they see me mentioned in all these places about how great the podcast is. Then I'm not competing then, right, against all these other people who are just sending emails who who haven't really created any content, who haven't really created an audience around themselves. If you're just one of those people who doesn't have you know anything else going on and you're saying, well, I want people to come to my bakery. Well, I want people to hire me as a songwriter. Well, I want, it's like, well, then you're in a line with a lot of other people, right? So how do you stand out? How do you take a different lane that doesn't have like tons and tons of cars already parked and you're just going to be waiting behind those other cars? It's like, take a different lane, take a different road, find the other path. And so what I'm saying is the other path is find a way to create an audience around yourself and then people come to you. Another piece of the podcast pie is selling advertising. Now, some podcasters, they don't want to sell ads in their podcast. They want their podcast episodes to be clean. That's that's fine. You know, that that makes sense to me also because on some level, having the podcast, even if you don't directly make money from the podcast itself, like let's say you don't have ads, it still does, you know, make you money in the sense that when you're doing something you love, um, first of all, you might want to do it just for fun, but as it relates to your career, Growing an audience is very helpful in, in, in having doors open. And so I can see somebody saying, I just want to make the podcast as great as it can be. I don't want any ads in it. And I just want to use it as a tool to really create an audience for myself. And from there, that will be a launching pad. And I'll, you know, I'll launch classes or from there, I'll get more work or my brand will get more visibility. So I can see that being in and of itself a smart idea from, from a business standpoint as well as from a purpose standpoint. But I don't see anything wrong with it. I'm from the school of if I'm coming from a genuine place and if I love what I do and the show's good, okay, so they'll also be advertising because why not? And I want to be able to have a team. I want to be able to hire people to help me and I want those people to get paid. So advertising helps to cover the cost of that. And how I do that is I work with um, a company called Authentic and Authentic um, handles the advertising for shows like This American Life, Serial. And there's a few different companies out there that handle helping you bring in advertisers. So I don't have to deal with that stuff. I don't have to reach out to ad agencies and and work on that, but I work with an amazing team and they um, have relationships already in place with different ad agencies and different brands. And they come to me and say, hey, Kathy, how do you feel about Blue Apron? Hey, Kathy, how do you feel about Latote, Smile Direct, how do you feel about Casper mattresses? And I'll work with them. And if if there's somebody that I I believe in and I think is a great thing and it makes sense for you guys, I'll say, great. And then we will um, sell advertising space to them. And it's not that hard. You know, they send me over some copy. They give me an idea of of what they want me to talk about. I usually um, test out the products. I become a fan of the products. And then once I'm a fan, I just talk about my experience and I only do the things that I love. So I'll talk about the ones that I, I love. And then that's it. It's pretty simple. And then they pay you. They pay you per 
per, it's called the CPM, cost per millionth. So for every 1,000 listeners you have, um, they will pay you. And if you have 1,000 listeners, 2,000, 5,000, 10,000, 50,000, it can really add up. There are people out there like the Tim Ferrisses of the world who make a gajillion dollars on their podcast. There's other people who might make three to $5,000 an episode, or even $5,000 a month or $3,000 a month. Just think about how that might be just like extra. It might be just fun money that you can save up and use for a vacation or to buy yourself a piano um, or just to take your mom out to dinner. But when you're getting to do something you love and you get paid to do it, it's just kind of a win-win. And like I said before, in and of itself, it's helping you to grow your business because the more content you put out there, the more visibility there is for you, the more awareness there is of, of what you're doing. And then you can start talking about your brand, your store. You can start talking about the stuff that you're selling. You can start talking about your classes, your book, whatever it is that you have to drive an audience to, once you're giving them content and you're just giving them something that's interesting and valuable, now you can leapfrog from that and create other things. And even if you're not gonna go ahead and create other things from it, opportunities come to you. Um, finally, why shouldn't it be you? Why shouldn't you have a podcast? I know some of you might be sitting here thinking, oh God, yeah, okay, this sounds inspiring, but I don't think I'm good at this. I don't think I have anything valuable to say. I feel like quite often people are really underestimating themselves and they're underestimating that just them being genuine and, and speaking from their heart and, and sharing your ideas about the thing, especially the things that you're most passionate about, especially if you do a podcast about music and you love music. If you do a podcast about the Beatles and you are obsessed with the Beatles, there there's so much room just for genuine people talking about things they're enthusiastic about because true enthusiasm, it, it speaks volumes. It's more important, I think, than than wisdom. I think it's just like that heart and that enthusiasm. And if podcasting is not it for you, then how can you apply everything we were saying to creating a blog? And if blogging isn't it for you, how can you apply what we're saying to any other form of content, anything else? What else can you be creating consistently to create awareness about who you are, to create more visibility around what you're thinking about, what you're working on? How else can you be doing that? And then how can you be leveraging the things that we talked about, whether it's using Facebook ads or reaching out to other people online who already have an audience? And the reason I said that, the reason I said you should reach out and try to repurpose your content and, and share it with people who already have a blog, share it with people who already have an online magazine, is because they're always looking for contributions, right? So if you have something and you're not necessarily looking for to be paid, but you're thinking to yourself, well, if they if they posted my podcast or my blog on their blog, it's just free advertising and free exposure for people to know um, what I'm doing who already are an audience for them. Does that make sense? So I hope that this was inspiring. I think it's just we really, really underestimate um, how valuable we are, how interesting we are, and we really underestimate how things actually can happen. Like people always say to me, well, things happen for you, but not for me. I'm like... I just do them. That's why, you know, I just, I just do them. Last week, David Sachs was saying, I said, what's the number one thing in people's way? He said, laziness. He said it so fast, laziness. I said, what do you mean? He goes, people just 
they just don't do a whole lot. And he said, unless you can say that you've absolutely tried everything, you've absolutely done everything you could possibly do, he goes, then, then you can't say like it didn't work out or it's not gonna work out or it's not meant to be because you didn't do everything you could possibly do. And I think it comes down to like, how much do you want this? Like if you really wanna live a life of true freedom where you wake up every day and you're excited, you're loving what you're doing and work doesn't feel like work, it just feels like joy then it's worth it to put in all the effort. And the reason I did want to talk about this, the reason I want to talk about any of this stuff, the reason I want to have any of the guests on or talk about my podcast is to inspire you about what's possible for you. It's to shine a light and say, if this is possible, if I can do this, you can do this. I don't think it's because I'm the coolest, most talented, smartest person. I think it's just because I'm a person who's willing to go for it and try and fall on my face and just do it and go for it. And so if you have that willingness to go for things and try things before you're perfect and be consistent and keep showing up and have that enthusiasm and think about who you're speaking to and do something that you fully think is interesting or worthwhile to who you're talking to, I think you're gonna get there. I think you're gonna create something that's awesome And I think that is the fastest road to being successful. So what I'm saying is it's just amazing. You like, it's like in those movies where people step off of a mountain and they don't see anything there. And then they, they walk off the mountain and like one, you know, piece of the bridge appears, then another piece appears and they they keep walking and the whole bridge appears. It's like, you know, it's like that's that, that old cliche saying, you know, leap and the net will appear, but it's true. And it's, it's especially true in this world because the way the world is right now, people are really hungry for content. They're hungry for things that have sincerity. They can tell when things are real. And that's the coolest part. If it was true that people only looked at you from a standpoint like of total objectivity, are you really the smartest? What's on your resume? If it was really about um, decimal points and there was like a precise way um, for people to decide, you know, who gets the attention and who doesn't, then we'd all be doomed. But people don't care if you're famous. People care that you you connect. That, that's simple. It's like there's people in the world you connect to and people you don't. And if you open your mouth and you say something and it connects with other people, people are going to tune in. People are going to listen to that. So figuring out a way to create an audience is so essential. And you don't need to wait for anybody to help you create an audience. You can do that right Now, you can start today and then keep going. And okay, there's gonna be bumps in the road. There's gonna be moments where you feel like one episode wasn't as good as another. There's gonna be times where a guest cancels and you have to come up on the spot with something to say. So you'll reach out to people in your audience. You'll reach out to your Facebook group members. You'll reach out to your friends. You'll say, what questions do you have about this particular topic? What do you think I should talk about? And you'll have that. That's another thing I truly do wanna know. What else do you guys want me to talk about on my show? What other things do you want me to cover? Um, what kinds of episode topics, what kinds of guests you want me to have, please continue to share that with me. You can find me on Instagram at kathy.heller, kathy's with a C. You can let me know that or you can tell me on my Facebook group or my Facebook page because I really am, I'm really making this show for you. I'm making a show, yes, I absolutely love it and I make it for you so that hopefully something I'm saying um, is valuable and inspiring and it helps you do something that you love. But I wanna see every one of you um, out there. There's enough room for all of us. Don't you see that? You don't have to worry that if someone else has a podcast that you shouldn't. There is enough room for everyone. And this is the other cool thing. You don't need 3 million followers. You don't even need 100,000 followers. Once you have like, let's say 10,000 followers, it's amazing what you can create from that. It's amazing a career, what you can create from that. What kinds of things you can do as a jumping off point from there, whether it's teaching courses in your particular field, writing a book, or whether it's just selling your art or selling your craft or pointing people to your Etsy shop. So 
this is my two cents on creating a podcast. So if you didn't get all that, two things. One, I'm about to give you guys a list of takeaways, but two, if you want something that's more detailed that goes over everything we talked about today, go to the show notes on iTunes or go to the show notes at don'tkeepyourdayjob.com and click because you will find a link to a sort of a checklist of all the things that I thought were really important resources and things to keep in mind when you're creating a podcast. So you can go download that now for free. And here are the takeaways. Number one, you don't need to be famous or be an expert to have a voice about something you love. Your enthusiasm is enough. Number two, build it and they will come. You will find your tribe. Number three, it's okay to be the C student, take off the pressure to be perfect and just go for it. Number four, everyone wants to feel important and share their story. Number five, give yourself a launch date or a deadline and work backwards from there. Number six, if you want people's attention, you have to pay the cost of their attention with commitment to consistency. So show up. Number seven, repurpose your episodes to grow your audience. Make the most out of your content. Number eight, there's nothing wrong with doing something that you absolutely love to do. Number nine, listen to your audience's input and do your best to give them what they want. Number 10, words from the heart, speak to the heart. Number 11, go out and create an audience. Don't wait for someone to give you approval. And number 12, leap and the net will appear. You just have to take the first step. Okay, thank you guys for listening to the show. Thank you guys for being here. Please continue to follow me at Instagram at kathy.heller so that you can tell me what you want to hear. I I check all my Instagram comments every single day. Um, You can also post on the Facebook page and tell me what kinds of topics you want me to cover, what questions you have, what kinds of guests, if there's any particular guests you want. I'm here to serve. I want this to be an ongoing resource for you to get a boost, to get inspired, and to get actual tools. If you have not yet left us a review on iTunes, please do. If you liked this episode, if you thought this was helpful, if you know somebody who you think this will inspire, go ahead and share this episode. It absolutely helps so much. Every person has helped every single one of you who's left us a review or told your friends. It's the reason I get to do this. It keeps us going. It keeps supporting us. So thank you guys so much. We'll close the show today with another song of mine. Hope you guys like my music. If you want to hear more of my music, you can just check me out on iTunes um, in the music section. Um, search my name, Kathy Heller, and there you'll be. You can find all those songs. I hope that you continue to be reminded that there is a well, an ocean inside of you of brilliance and goodness. And uh, you just got to stop being so critical. Stop beating yourself up and and just keep marching forward. And uh, hopefully there's one thing I say in every episode that will just convince you that you're enough and give you a tool or some you know specific strategy that that helps to make it feel less overwhelming so that you can do the thing you were put here to do i love you guys i'm rooting for you guys and i'll talk to you guys next week special thanks to our executive producer tim street and producer emma kikuchi the podcast is a production of authentic for more info on advertising in this show visit authenticshows.com
Together.